Hello, I'm Harry, your host at uh, Epistemy Entrepreneur, the podcast dedicated to sciences entrepreneurs and deep tech startups that will change our lives. It's a pleasure to welcome today Dr. Tahere Pakuzi, computer scientist by training, PhD in psychology from the University of Luxembourg, and she is the founder and CEO of LedMath, an educational tech startup offering the Magrid learning solution. Nice to have you, Dr. Pakuzi. How are you today? Hi, Ali. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, as you gave the introduction, I'm uh, Tahere Pazuki. I, um, uh, I have background in computer science. I completed my bachelor's study uh, in Iran in uh, software engineering. Uh, then after that, uh, in 2012, I came to Luxembourg to continue my master's study in computer science. And uh, then while I was uh, working on my uh, master's study, I found myself uh, highly interested in subjects related to uh, cognitive science and like, um, if I want to simply saying is like how uh, do we like how does a brain work how do we learn how do we like from cognitive perspective how do we learn something and how does brain function etc so I try to somehow uh, find departments within the University of Luxembourg to uh, learn but also to uh, somehow redirect myself into uh, that area and to like um, combine the disciplines and to use my background and my like previous knowledge into um, that uh, uh, yeah area and to somehow uh, be useful there. So, so at then, the, yes, sorry, so, so at the very beginning when you started studying uh, computer science and, and IT, uh, you have in mind to find a way to apply uh, the, yeah. the training in the, in the education, something like that. Yeah, not specifically in education, but I always knew that I would like to apply it in another discipline and uh, I, I really liked just the area of like understanding how brain works and to use the like uh, computer uh, techniques and technology to use it in that area to better understand it and also to create something when uh, combining the two together. So uh, then uh, while I was doing my uh, master's study, I um, searched uh, between the different departments uh, of the university and then I found uh, the department of uh, cognitive science and uh, I just simply wrote them, I told them about my interest that, yeah, I'm a, a master's student, I, I am capable of doing this and this and that, and is there something I can help uh, so that I can also learn while working there. And uh, it was, yeah, I was very uh, lucky to get uh, an answer and to like just um, uh, get an answer that yeah please come here let's have a talk together and so we can introduce you like the projects we are having and to find uh, your area of interest which I was really surprised by such a very like open answer I, I was really happy although I sent this email in uh, uh, I was 
like I was not really hoping to get an answer like this. Uh, I was just on vacation, you know, these type kind of ideas usually come to you when you're on vacation. And then I said, okay, let's just try it and see what comes out of it. And then, uh, yeah, I got a like immediate reply that, yeah, let's talk. Where are you tomorrow? Or I don't know, the day after. And I was like, oh, that's very cool but okay i'm not in luxembourg let's meet i don't know in 10 days and then uh, when i came back um i had a meeting with uh, uh, romain martin he was back then uh, head of uh, emacs department and uh, which he's now today the co-founder of the company we founded together but at that moment it was just the person i found online and i sent an email it, it's really like interesting for me and um, yeah, he, we had like two hours meeting. He told me about the projects they are having there and the, like what they are working on, their research areas and etc. And I told him about, um, yeah, what I can do, how I can somehow optimize the way they are doing with my knowledge from computer science, because they were mostly like psychologists, cognitive scientists. And I told him that, yeah, for example, the project that you are working on now, I can do it in this way. And that uh, could be sort of um, like my, uh, as a student job, but I am just interested in the, in the project itself. And uh, so he asked me if I'm familiar with like um, iOS programming, which is like programming for um, yeah iOS devices, although I did not do this before like I, I wasn't familiar but I so much liked the project and I didn't want to say no I said yeah I I can do it I I uh, it's uh, yeah that's quite easy and uh, I can do it so just from I guess that after that meeting I started learning about it because I didn't know this before but I so much wanted to be involved that yeah I, I started learning on that and uh, like this student job was for 10 hours a week but to be able to accomplish and to really like having that and not disappointing them to search for someone else i guess i was working more than like 30 40 hours a week to be able to like um, keep the promise i gave so uh, then uh, i it was like somehow the end of my master's study and i told um that i'm interested and i would like to somehow do also my master's study in that area to combine this and he was also very positive and uh, he kind of helped me to define my master's study uh, and and then after my phd project so it was really like all of them starting from um, uh, an interest but then after uh, we also uh, defined within this area my um, the, the PhD project, which was mainly about uh, understanding how young children they learn mathematics, and then how can how can we help them, let's say, uh, learn it better, uh, but not only um, like by let's say normal students, but students who are having some learning difficulties. So to find a solution for <clears throat> teaching and learning mathematics for all children, including the children who are typically unserved. 
for example, uh, in uh, in like Luxembourg, but nowadays more and more in the other countries, we have the huge number of migrants, and this caused that uh, we have also a huge number of second language learners, or let's say the students who are not familiar with the language of instruction at school, and this makes it that we have like students in the classroom that they just don't understand what the teacher is talking about and then they are about to learn math or other subjects in the language that they don't understand and in luxembourg in cycle one like when students start schooling over 63 percent of students are second language learners so the majority of students they never heard the language of instruction which is luxembourgish before and they have to then learn math uh, in that language which is very, which can be very complicated and then that's not only the case but just children who are like from cognitive perspective uh, their the, the developmental perspective they are uh, like having difficulties with language processing or uh, students with like deaf student or hard of hearing who are having like um, uh, uh, language difficulties and etc. The different groups of students that their uh, difficulty is in another domain, but it can somehow indirectly also uh, cause problem on learning math. So that was somehow the research question: that how can we develop uh, or let's say how can we find a solution for these groups of students? And then we started the whole uh, research uh, around the subject to understand that, okay, what are the, uh, the possibilities? And then they came up with a hypothesis that maybe um, language-free training uh, could be a solution. And language-free training is like a training uh, program that is independent of any languages, so that the child is not dependent on the language proficiency to be able to learn math. So with this idea, you, you have any questions? Sorry. Yes, because in fact, uh, so they already uh, deciphered uh, during their own research, background research, that uh, the language could be a kind of uh, entry barrier to- Exactly. To... Very interesting because, you know, even for people who are good in science, uh, I, I, I would say myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had some sometimes difficulty in uh, at high school or even during university when the problem, the verbatim, you know, the the text of the problem. Sometimes you have to read it three or four times to really understand what the professor yeah. wants to, to say. So the problem is not just for the children and children having okay. language difficulties for everyone, for, even for yeah. science uh, students in, in university. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So uh, language can be indeed a barrier in, in front of learning and education. And let's say the main goal or that was to try to take out this barrier from uh, math education. And given that uh, yeah, mathematical knowledge are uh, built hierarchically, so then you are somehow lacking the basics, then it's difficult to put on top the uh, next uh, block. On top of that, we are working on the uh, very early stage to uh, try to working on the building blocks of mathematics and um, 
to solve that issue from the earliest moment on, so from really the age uh, the, that the children are entering uh, school, from the age of four or five years old. And uh, so once we started uh, creating this training program in the form of a language stream, uh, we were also then studying, uh, or let's say we learned that, okay, uh, apart from the math, as we know nowadays, mathematics, there are all, all also like pre-courses for mathematics. There, there are some cognitive knowledge and cognitive understanding that they could affect uh, math learning. And those are called like visual and spatial uh, uh, abilities that nowadays we call them as the building blocks for math. So they are highly important for uh, learning numerical skills afterward. And in like uh, scientific studies, it showed that students who are um, uh, more familiar with visual spatial abilities, they are uh, working also performing afterward better in math. So if you are training visual spatial abilities, you are also somehow helping in developing math mathematical knowledge afterward. So it somehow creates the infrastructure, the like the platform uh, to put on top, like preparing cognitively uh, the, the platform that you can afterward learn and digest mathematics better. And because of that reason, the um, for creating this uh, learning application, we started with training uh, cognitive abilities. So it's like having uh, two parts, that training application that Today we call it MAGRID. It has two uh, parts. It starts with uh, training cognitive abilities in the first place, or let's say uh, training visual and spatial abilities. And then we come to the uh, math, or let's say number specific knowledge. And if I want to tell you like uh, uh, in a simple words, what are the visual spatial abilities? Those are the type of skills that we are using them in every day of our living, like from finding yourself in a mask or just parking your car or just uh, like it's a different sort of um, processing that you are using from visual processing to uh, like mental rotation, visual perception. So connecting all that together and with your, um, uh, the output that somehow the work that you are doing, putting this into the word, like copying the shape, if you now then bring it to a, a young children, like uh, for, for copying the shape, this is a type of task that you would need different sort of um, uh, cognitive skills and abilities or like finding a shape that is different from the other shape. So there are a wide range of uh, training activities that we somehow implemented and we integrated into the whole uh, MagRid solution and uh, making it, uh, trying to making it uh, like very complete program for the early uh, or like the young children to create the, the basic and the foundation and the building blocks for uh, learning numerical skills and mathematics. So I hope this uh, longer. No, no, it's fascinating. And uh, how do you position uh, yourself? I mean, the Magri, the model, and uh, what you offer compared to you know the Singaporean uh, way of teaching mathematics. You know, uh, 
uh, which type of uh, well, how do you compare yourself your 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 methodology compared to the Singaporean uh, method of teaching mathematics you know very famous you are very famous yeah. but also in Iran you are very good at math yeah um, because by my memory I know that you are very visual at mathematics yeah. you teach and uh, we, we teach mathematics in a very visual model uh, also to children very that was very different from when I come here in, in France the mathematics was very you know top down wording yeah. etc and we see the results, you know, we have uh, exactly. on, on, your, on, on also Mr. Rani, who was a uh, uh, very ge ge geometrist. Uh, so yeah. um, this is the, the direct uh, consequence of the way we teach mathematics, yeah. very visual. And so exactly. how do you position uh, Madrid to the Singaporean way of teaching um, mathematics? Or, or even, I don't know if you have heard of them, uh, there are school chain in, in the world called Montessori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very, um, yeah. I know, I know. About yeah. How do you position yeah. yourself? So, before before I answer this question, I will uh, just uh, continue with the story. So, once we develop um, uh, the, the like Magritte solution, and then that was uh, at the time still uh, just a hypothesis. So, we had like a question, and then we had the hypothesis, we created Magritte, and then it was the time for testing the hypothesis. So, then um, with the solution, we went to uh, 19 uh, Luxembourgish schools, uh, and then we started testing it on over 300 children, different groups of students, like native speaker, non-native speaker, and students with, uh, with um, difficulties in terms of hearing and language, so different groups. And um, then, as I already told you before, that second language learners, given that they just don't simply like they haven't mastered yet the language of instruction from the uh, preschool uh, years there is always this performance gap between native speaker and non-native speaker this due to the um, language barrier there is always this uh, performance gap and then this performance gap continues to grow during the formal schooling and they are always somehow lacking uh, lacking behind the uh, native students so then that was somehow the idea to whether we can close this performance gap. And uh, then once we went to like started the testing uh, in schools after the testing period, or let's say training testing period, so a group of children, they received magnet training for uh, like as part of the, the like teaching. And uh, then after that, we compared two different groups, the ones who received the training with Magritte and the other groups. And we saw that was very like interesting to see how significantly they could improve using the Magritte training. And this performance gap was then closed. So although the testing, like pre-test and the post-test that we scheduled, they were dependent on language, and only the training with Magritte was language independent, they could still at this testing level perform uh, like very close to the native speakers. And uh, because of that, we like uh, received a lot of interest from the teachers that they asked if they can keep uh, Magritte materials in the school for using with their children for the uh, like eight uh, years after. And uh, that's why then the 
Ministry of Education in Luxembourg, the, the script, they bought Macrit licenses for all public schools in Luxembourg. And uh, on March 4th, like just uh, last uh, two, two, three months ago, on March 4th, it was the launch of uh, Macrit in all public schools in Luxembourg. And uh, so now today, like every primary school teacher, they have Magrid box and every child, they have Magrid accounts that uh, they, they can use and is somehow implemented in all the uh, teaching routines of the classroom. So this is um, like somehow the great news that I could share with you. And uh, as somehow the, the uh, market of uh, Luxembourg is uh, more or less at least in the public sector is reached. Now we are trying to enter to the, um, other markets, expanding our market. And now I will come back to the other question that you asked, how can I, how can we position ourselves and how does it differentiate with the other uh, learning methodologies? Uh, so first, uh, the somehow uh, biggest distinguishing features of Magrid with the other program is that uh, if I want to somehow enumerate, is first thing first is that it's language independent and language free. So not only that is um, like uh, very visual, but there is no sort of text or voiceover. So it's like um, no matter where the child is coming from, which languages he or she speaks, they can just take it and use it and learn it and benefit from. So at, in the same day that we are now having this in Luxembourg, we can like give it to, a, I don't know, Japanese or Chinese students, and they can also um, continue the learning. So uh, this was the case that we gave the material to uh, one of our colleagues uh, that is from India. He just took it to a primary school in India, and then they were using it as simple as that and without uh, any difficulty. So this is somehow the main uh, major distinguishing feature. And after that, I would uh, like to mention to the scientific um, design and uh, implementation and also the, the validation or let's say the results. So maybe this, uh, like many people would say, okay, what, what is the importance on that? Like why is it so important that uh, like a learning solution is uh, uh, scientifically designed, tested or validated? that I, I can say like from perspective of, um, let's say psychologists or developmental psychologists that since children at this age, they are somehow very fastly, uh, they are developing, it's very difficult that you undo something if it's done incorrectly. And um, I know that now children are very much imposed into like different media, but this can also cause uh, different issues that I know from uh, a friend that they were using just an app on the internet for using uh, for, for learning languages and uh, in this app was just one of the app store market applications uh, that uh, in the app to somehow give a hint to a child to say a word I don't know if it was showing a table and the the, the child was, was supposed to like repeat uh, let's say say the word of the, this object, the table, for example. Then the app was saying to give the hint to the child to say table. And then just after, I don't know, three, four weeks of uh, using the application, the child came up with this 
issue and difficulty of like repeating the first letter of the object before completing it like i don't know saying uh or just everything and it took like more than seven eight months of the parents to go into the psychology and the speech therapy to somehow uh getting rid of that so that's why i like from my perspective it's so important to uh, like especially for children if they are having a learning application or any sort of app that is tested and validated that not only that it's working but that it's not going to cause or make any problems afterwards because it can be so uh, easily done and uh, then talking about the Montessori methodology as they are also very um, like uh, let's say non-verbal and visual and etc so I, I was just having last week on friday a uh, meeting with montessori school in luxembourg and uh, once my presentation was over the teacher told me that uh, i can change the title of the, uh, the this presentation from magri to montessori so this is exactly the way we are doing this is very much in line with our learning and teaching methodology and just the difference is that they are not using any sort of text-based uh, program. So everything is like uh, real materials with the touching and feeling the things. But she said that, yeah, if, uh, for example, the parents of children, they would ask me for a complimentary uh, training program to use at home with the children, I would then uh, mention magic to them because it's completely in line with our teaching and learning methodology is just that it's uh, implemented into the uh, application. So yeah, in that regard, I would say it's um, very aligned into that as it's uh, about visual learning uh, and the, the idea of somehow learning by doing rather than learning by giving instructions and uh, because we are not developed to just, uh, if, if I just think, tell you that, yeah, what is a square, square, uh, four lines that are connected together with the angle of 90 degree. And uh, so this is too complicated. But if I just show you, I don't know, 10 different uh, squares, then afterward you can just recognize it without knowing to understand all these complicated words. So yeah, I hope I'm not talking too much. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Uh, very it's fascinating. I can hear you for, for for hours and hours talking about this subject because it's very important, you know. Um, if uh, in a prospective view, if we can um, allow, enable every children uh, to to be better at math, not to become a, a field a medalist, but just yeah. a little bit better, you know, we we'll yeah, raise the humankind IQ all over the planet and. This will be a very game changer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I personally look at uh, look at it in, from two different uh, angles. One is that uh, I don't look at math for like, as you said, to like make them medalists or something, or like solving, not even solving equation problems. It's more to me uh, the, the logical thinking and problem solving. This is like all math about this like uh, i don't know like chess simple uh, no language based rule but you can come out with uh, millions of different of uh, a way of doing it and all it could all go without saying the simple uh, word it's like as beautiful as that and uh, also now we see like 
uh, more and more in the society and today, even society of tomorrow, how important it is to have uh, these kind of skills, problem solving and logical thinking, and like it's uh, to break down a problem and to, into smaller pieces and be able to solve them. And this is all like in in a, in science, we can put it in the math. It's not really about doing the equations and also. The other thing I, uh, for me, is highly important is just this confidence that uh, children, they don't, I, I would like that they have this math confidence that is lost. Now they all have math anxiety and the fear. And um, um, I see that, for example, when the teacher is not himself or herself a confident in math, then you can also simply give that to the to the students as well, or from a parent to children. And uh, but like math is nothing more than solving puzzles and doing puzzles. So I, I don't see uh, that that could be simply gone by like a right teaching and learning methodology. This is uh, fantastic. So now let's uh, let me talk about how you know, this research and the insight uh, the outcome of from this research uh, emerged as an opportunity to make it a business startup and how uh, you decided with the PhD uh, supervisor to, 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 to go through this way and, and how the incubator and the entrepreneurship program of Luxembourg University helped you to, 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 to make it a reality. Yeah, so um... Uh, I told you until that moment that we got the interest from the teacher. It was only a research question, and we just wanted to speak from research perspective. But once we saw that uh, the teacher's feedback, then it uh, came. This idea uh, came that oh, okay, this can be a product that we can uh, in, in the market for them to um, uh, use it from. And then afterwards, uh, so then. Um, although we were all like from our team, we were just researchers, never experienced with any sort of um, uh, business. We are still very uh, like new to that. So uh, then we like started with somehow sort of a, a funding that is from uh, the, uh, the FNR, like Fondo uh, National, that's the national funding that is somehow trying to get uh, the research to the industry and they are helping with um, yeah trying like yeah uh, connecting these two worlds together and uh, then of course with the uh, uh, the University of Luxembourg incubator where they uh, help us with different sort of trainings and also the mentoring program that uh, to feeling the, the missing pieces of puzzle that uh, yeah you are the challenges that you're facing every day and uh in, in life in the business development etc and of course uh, also the 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 ktp is like a, a university uh, technology transfer office uh where they are also helping us to bring the the research results into uh, industry and to, yeah turn up business and product out of it. So on last uh, September, uh, in September 2020, uh, we founded uh, Let's Math, uh, uh, the 
the, the startup uh, company for somehow uh, creating uh, EdTech solutions and uh, where the first product uh, is uh, Magrid for launching Magnet. And uh, yeah, so um, on September, it will, it will be a year that we are officially incorporated. And uh, yeah, now today we are like working on expanding the team and uh, somehow also searching for different sort of funding and uh, like doing research for the market entry and uh, which was different. <laughs> uh, yeah places where we still need to learn and also to yeah work on and just uh, also very recent news that we could get into the Fitco start program uh, uh, that somehow an accelerator program organized by um, uh, Luxembourg Ministry of Economy I guess and uh, there they are helping to uh, yeah providing you with some training programs to um, yeah, help you to get out and get to the market. Yeah, also, the, I don't know if you know that we became among, like we were selected among the 15, um, yeah, for some the social innovation tournaments organized by European Investment Bank. They have also the three months of the training, like the, the summer program. So it's like going to be a, <laughs> crazy summertime <laughs> but uh, yeah I'm very much looking to to yeah learn and uh, to excel what a fantastic uh, journey uh, from Iran to Luxembourg and what a great uh, startup with a, such an important mission uh, thank you very much Tare uh, uh, I were very happy to have you today and if you can conclude uh, if you can offer some advice to, to, to uh, young students uh, in, in science, instead of one who dream of this, to, to learn your startup, what, what would be your advice? Yeah, thank you, Anit, sorry for having me, but it's to talk to you. And um, I, I'm not an expert to give advice, but if I just want to share uh, my experience with the other students, um, I, uh, the way I look at the whole um, entrepreneurship is as a, a driving at night to a destination that you haven't uh, drove ever before. And uh, so, of course, you don't know like uh, uh, how to get to the final destination, but as your uh, car is moving forward at each moment with the car lighting just maybe a 10 meter, 20 meter in front of you will be lights up. And, uh, but more you move forward, again, more of the road will be uh, lightened. So this is the way I see, of course, now when I look at the whole process itself, it's like a very complicated and unknown, and it would look very scary. But um, like each and every step that I take forward, more steps are getting clear and uh, the roads are getting um, yeah cleared for me so i guess just this is how it is and this is like the beauty uh, of the, the whole process that if you uh, like to challenge yourself this is the way to go and uh, yeah i found it highly interesting because every 
single day of your living is about problem solving and <laughs> this is what makes it interesting. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being today with me and sharing your story with uh, our audience. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ari, for having me. Love talking to you. Thank you.